0: I'm Chip Freud, and this is the Artist Spotlight, conversations with contemporary artists based on five simple questions that explore the artist's journey, creativity, and sources of inspiration. Hello, and welcome to the Artist Spotlight. I'm your host, Chip Freud, and today we're putting the spotlight on Teresa Rains. Teresa is an artist who believes in coloring outside the lines. Her abstract, acrylic, and mixed media work are often a full immersion experience for both the artist and the viewer. Her works are vibrant and full of motion, drawing the viewer's eyes along a journey of color, shape, and texture. Teresa, I'm so pleased to have you on the show today. Welcome. Thank you. So glad to be here. So, as we do with each uh, guest, why don't you uh, kind of level set our audience on what you're up to in your art world today?
1: Well, I'm actually getting ready to do a real cleanup of the studio. Uh, I just finished up a pretty big commission and sold a few pieces. I had a friend come into town and she actually bought eight. So I was so excited.
0: Wow. Um,
1: but now I'm getting ready to start my next commission. And so I need kind of clean slate, clean plastic. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. It's a mess right now. <laughs>
0: well, out of a mess awesome. often come beautiful Pieces of work, so go for yeah, it. I
1: realize I really like making messes. Um, somehow, when I go into my playful, I'm not entirely here state. You know that Zen state of flow. I make a mess just naturally.
0: So our uh, podcast revolves around our five questions, and uh, we kick it off with: What is your earliest memory of making art of any kind?
1: Well, so I'm going to answer that in an interesting way. So I, I didn't, I don't have this memory, but I recently received this paint, this art that I did when I was probably about five and it was from my grandmother's farm and we lived there for a summer. And I just, I remember the summer as being one of the happiest moments of my life. You know, I was, five you know but like summer in sweden beautiful sunny all day and night i remember the farm and the ducks and there was a duck pond and you could hear the frogs and there was a creek by the house and we played she she was a musician so she played music and we would sing at night by the piano and she must have had us drawing as well so it was like montessori but on a farm and when I received this picture, she passed away, and I got some things from the family, and I was like, "Wow, this is I did this," <laughs> and it's a a drawing of buildings where the buildings have personality. It's like one of the buildings is sad, and one of the buildings is happy, and the sun is super happy. And I like to think that's where the idea of big happy art came from. You know, where things like trees and Buildings can have feelings and be emotions expressed and alive.
0: That is a really cool story, uh, but it, you say you you're not sure if you have the memory. One of the things I've noticed is particularly looking at back at family photos or at the uh, the memory box that uh, you know my mom had collected and of my stuff and how much of it is actually original memory and how much of it is, I'll call it reinforced family memory. The stories okay. have been told, the pictures have been looked at. It, it just creates a very interesting concept of of what is memory, but that's well, a whole other is, dialogue.
1: Is it your memory? So actually my sister and I both, so my sister remembered, she thought doing this drawing, she thought it was hers. And it wasn't until we saw that it was my name on it that we realized that it was mine. And I don't didn't remember doing it. So um, it's just funny how those shared memories—you don't know where yours end and someone else's begins sometimes when you're close family.
0: Yeah. Yes, indeed.
1: Well, actually, I want to share another thing. So sure. they included in little package was also a letter that I sent to my grandmother, where I drew a picture, and then I cut it up into a puzzle, and I numbered the pieces on the back, and I challenged her to put this puzzle together to see what her card was. And it's just funny to me that I did that because that's really what I do now with my paintings. I work on multiple paintings at the same time. It's like a puzzle. Sometimes when I have 30 of them at once, I have to number them to keep them straight to know where they're supposed to go because it is abstract. So it's just funny that when I was five, I was doing that too.
0: So the the germ was started early.
1: It did, yeah.
0: Excellent. So, you know, what brought you to uh, your current medium and sort of what keeps you there?
1: So um, I had just, had my first child go off to college and my husband Basically said, you know, work can't be your hobby. You need a hobby. And I'm like, what? what's going to be my hobby? I'm like, I used to like to paint. You know, I used to like art. I'll try painting. And I did just, you know, bought some small canvases and some nice paint. And I submitted something for a background contest at work. And I won $50 an Amazon gift card, you know, and I got to be on People's Screensavers. And I was so excited. But then they asked me to come in and do more art for the building and they showed me some walls that they needed art for and one of them was 30 feet long and I said well can I have the whole wall and they said yeah sure why not and so that and they but they said you can't draw on the wall because we're going to be leaving this place so you need to make it so that we can transport it and so I think that's the idea of multi-canvas murals was born is just It actually made it possible to work on something large scale, but in a format that is configurable and can be transported. Um, And abstract works really well because you can put it into smaller pieces or sections. You can even rotate them and it still works. So um, it used to be a 30 foot mural in that building and now it's in five different boardrooms. So
0: Interesting. So when you work on these multi-panel pieces, um, what's that process look like? Do you sketch the whole thing out first and sort of figure out what the pieces are? Or do you just go one chunk at a time and see where it takes you?
1: I put them all on the floor and I may have one center element. Like, where is the sun going to go? Because I did a, a recent series where it was three large 16-foot murals and i wanted the first mural to be sunrise another one to be an afternoon sun and then a sunset and so i kind of would wanted i knew where i wanted the sun to go and everything else was just start moving paint around and then it just kind of becomes so i don't know I, i don't sketch anything i might i might do one little rough sketch on a piece of paper maybe with colored pencils or markers But I don't like to overthink it because then I, I don't know, I don't like to have rules and I don't like to have a plan. I find them confining and they kind of claustrophobic. So I
0: just go. Very interesting. Uh, How do you get to when you've got a 16 by 16, you can't reach the middle of it. How do you get in there?
1: Um, So they are usually 36 by 48 or, you know, somewhere around there and i it's a very almost like a ballet or like a yoga pilates it's an active practice so it's a lot of reaching and extending and just as long as your arms will go and you're almost holding like a plank on one hand while you're drawing the that line and then you can also when you're really in the thick of it kind of slide them out of the way with your toes and and get to the middle. (laughs) um, But I have entertained the idea of like, how can I like float over them on a swing or on some kind of a mechanized rolling thing? Like I've thought about it one day, maybe.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Channel your mission impossible agent dropping in.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, it would be fun. And I mean, I, I think that's part of what, what I really like about the working big is that it, it, it is like exercise and it's a very physical practice and your muscles get a workout too. So it's like you're working out your brain and your body at the same time. And it's just amazing.
0: Yeah, Have you ever um, made a, uh, a time-lapse of yourself working?
1: So I have some, I will admit that every time I try to videotape myself, something goes wrong and i'm like i spill paint in the you know wrong way or i trip on something i mean and i as I, I, you know cuz you're working big and it's i use a very liquid type of technique where it's some pouring and some splattering and it gets messy and i don't know I, until i can control it a little bit more maybe it's better not to share with the
0: world <laughs> cuz it seems to me that it's a rather unique practice that you've developed and, um uh, doing a a time lapse you know a series of stills that you then string together um to speed the whole thing up could actually be uh, both uh enlightening and entertaining
1: i like the idea of a time lapse almost better than a video
0: yeah um, i think so because because you're looking at hours and hours and hours to put one of these things together
1: yeah you really got to have your act together in terms of like Access to, you know, power because I've run out of battery before. You know, just when things got exciting. <laughs> <So. sighs>
0: uh, well, maybe that's another conversation you and I can have to figure out how we. Yeah,
1: do absolutely. That. Um,
0: so what inspires your work? Uh, where Where do the ideas come from?
1: I mean, I, there's so many things that I find inspiring, but I'm I've always been fascinated by corporate logos. The colors they choose, and sort of mission statements and stuff. So I mean, I, I guess because I started doing a lot of commissions for co- companies or in corporate spaces. Part of me, you know. So so I did the work for my current employer, Relias, the property manager for their building. Saw it. Saw some of my work. Then wanted some for another building, and so we went and just stood in that atrium and i just felt sort of the energy and this was a very monochromatic honestly boring space and that's why they needed something and so just spending time in the space looking at the other shapes looking at what alliance health had put up on the wall and they actually the piece i have behind me right now is one of the pieces i did for that building and alliance health had some red circles and blue circles and green circles and yellow circles so I didn't plan for them to come out, but they kind of did because th- th- there ended up being a lot of circles. in my work. <laughs> <laughs> I took inspiration from the space that the art was going to go into so that it would kind of flow. Um, but nature, obviously, I, like you, I love trees. So that's a very constant theme. And when I look outside of my studio, I've got some beautiful trees in my backyard and the sunset behind me or like, late afternoon sun is really the sun when seen from a tree and from my stu- third floor studio. So it, it, I love it. Trees and leaves and flowers, I can paint them all day.
0: Very cool. So what advice would you give to a, an artist starting out? Be it a, a young artist coming out of school or somebody like you or I who are sort of uh, encore career artists?
1: And I think have fun because I think it can be too easy to get kind of wrapped up in what are people going to think? Is it good? You know, don't judge yourself and just let go and have a good time with it. Because you've got that creativity within you and it will make something amazing. Just trust it and have fun and go with the flow. Don't be so serious. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, I think that's spot on. Absolutely. Uh, I'm a firm believer that everybody has got something creative in them, uh, whether it's painting, photography, sculpture, clay, cooking, music, what have you. There's something that you can do to to create and add something more to the world. And I think we're all happier when we do that.
1: I 100% agree. I, I think that's part of being human is we long to create things, make things, and we may have forgotten or may have taken a break because we got so wrapped up in, you know, growing children and, <laughs> and, and careers. And then when things slow down a little bit, you have a chance to reconnect with that creative spark, and it's amazing.
0: And, and, and channel it into to new ways because raising kids is a creative endeavor in itself.
1: Oh, yeah. And I ha- i mean, I so love being a mom and I had so much fun doing like little arts and crafts with them, you know, remember painting Christmas ornaments with them or making cookies, you know, decorating those with them. Just That was that was fun and creative, too. And actually now I'm a grandma now and just looking at how my grandson sees the world is just so exciting, like they're just such little sponges and they, and everything is interesting and exciting and you can do stuff over and over again and you don't get discouraged. You can fall on your face, you get back up, you know? And then when we get older, we're more easily discouraged and it's kind of fun to see all the perseverance of a little toddler.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. The, uh, one of the things I, I look at young kids, they are inherently artists and they are inherently scientists they're always doing experiments Um, whether you think about it as that or not um, often the messes that we get mad about if you look at it from a different point of view it was just an experiment they were trying to understand the world they live in
1: yeah yeah and actually i kind of feel like that's what i'm i'm doing with my art is just reconnecting with my inner child and letting that inner child have fun and experiment and i do make messes and yeah it when when i come out of my little trance and i see the mess i made it's like wow um but it also made something cool usually you know it's
0: kind yeah. of fun uh, some some ins- inspirational thoughts there thank you so that brings us to our our last question is you know, what artist or artist if you can't narrow it down should we go check out could be somebody you recently discovered or somebody you kind of go back to time and time again or a a mentor that has really helped guide your creative journey
1: yeah so so i like to do these um hop on hop off bus tours when you go to Mm -hmm. cities you know so i went i did it in new york and i saw eduardo Cobra, I think is how you say his last name. He's a huge large scale, like, you know, skyscraper size murals. Ooh. And they are just amazing and they're so colorful and the geometric pattern behind, but then he's got these actual beautiful portraits in there as well. Absolutely amazing. So I've seen him in New York and Chicago. Anywhere I can I would want to see his work. Um, so that's one, but I was also on my recent trip in Chicago, saw Marc Chagall's stained glass windows, which I didn't know he did stained glass. And like, Mm. they are so cool. Like I sat there for like almost an hour and was moved to tears, just looking at how beautiful they were. Mm. And it makes me wanna play around with glass and stained glass and mosaic too. Mm. Because Cobra has a kind of almost a mosaic feel because of his geometric patterns. And you can tell kind of in my background, I, I do a lot of mixed media and I cut things out and they're collaging. And I think mosaic and stained glass is kind of a natural extension of that process. So that's where I'm going to go next. Maybe it's kind of fun to think. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. and then the other thing is I also like feel like getting in touch with other local artists like yourself or, or like through the Fine Arts League of Cary. Just building a community and getting to know other artists is so exciting. And I like to imagine us kind of being like those salons of Paris, you know, where the artists would support one another, buy each other's art. They would paint the same motifs. And um, I don't know, it was like they were in a constant dialogue through their art. And Mm. I'd like to cultivate that kind of a, scenario here locally and you know wherever we are as artists i think we can do that we can bring that with us
0: indeed indeed well i'll make sure to um put links to uh, your recommended artists in the show notes so folks can find them easily but we also want to make sure that the folks out there can find your work your uh, website is ArtByTeresaRains.com, and you're on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn, and you're you're well plugged into the social media space. Um, where else uh, can folks come out and uh, see your work?
1: Well, so I have a piece up in the Maiden right now. It's called uh, Christmas Cactus Celebration. It's um, an example of uh, what I call sort of meditative finger painting. I discovered this technique during Covid And it was a way to help me kind of deal with some of the anxiety and uncertainty around COVID. And it was just felt so wonderful just to put little dots, you know, all over Canvas. Um, so that, that's in the Mayton right now. And then I have a few pieces at local buildings in the Morrisville uh, area, including like behind Village Deli. Alliance Health is one of the corporate buildings. And then my, my employer, Relias is another, um, although we're not letting visitors in due to COVID yet, but maybe maybe one day. But I'm also having a big party uh, at the end of September, so the final Friday of September. I'm part of the Carry Final Friday events, and I'm gonna have a party at Alliance Health Building in Morrisville with catered and a bar, and there'll be some gifts, and, Stuff and I hope you guys will come out. I, I didn't get a chance to celebrate my 50th, uh, thanks to COVID. So this is gonna be my big party instead. Meet the artist and hope you guys will come out.
0: Excellent, we'll have to get that on the calendar for sure. All right, um, well, thank you again, Teresa, for taking some time out of your busy day and sharing your creative journey with our audience. And, well, thank
1: you. I've been, I've been enjoying your podcast and listening to and learning from all the other artists that you've interviewed. So I appreciate the opportunity and look forward to hearing more of yours.
0: Thank you so much. Uh, and uh, you were saying you might be interested in stained glass. If you are looking for a workshop, of one of the uh, artists uh, that if I get my timing right here, because these are all recorded ahead of time, that will come out just before you. Sarah Kahn, who also is my neighbor, uh teaches stained glass workshops. She's also a fused glass artist.
1: I will absolutely sign up sign up for that because that's part of that whole community thing you know absolutely system, learning each other and learning from one another. one hundred percent I'm all there. Thank you
0: certainly, certainly. So this concludes another episode of the artist spotlight we've been visiting with Teresa Rains. And I encourage you all to tune in next time for our next conversation with a contemporary artist. Thank you for joining us. This has been the Artist Spotlight with Chip Freund. Find accompanying blog posts at chipcoinphoto.com slash blog. And you may subscribe to our show on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen.